Welcome to Old Stories of New Suns, a classic sci-fi travelogue. I'm Chris. On this show, we visit real stars in order of increasing distance from Earth, focusing on the way those stars were described in classic science fiction stories. Join me on a journey through old stories about imaginary trips to real places. This time on Old Stories of New Suns, we'll be traveling to Wolf 359, as it was imagined in the 1953 novel The Space Pioneers, written by an unknown author or authors under the pseudonym Carrie Rockwell. Wolf 359 is well known to science fiction fans. It appeared in an episode of The Outer Limits in 1964. It was the setting for a pivotal battle in Star Trek The Next Generation in 1990, and it provided the setting for the Wolf 359 podcast just a few years ago. Each of those is worth your time, and I recommend watching and listening to all of them. What about the star itself, though? It's another red dwarf, 7.9 light years from Earth. The trip there will take us almost four and a half years, and the people we leave behind on Earth will see us take over nine and a half years to get there. Wolf 359 is the dimmest star we've visited so far, both in absolute terms and as seen from Earth. Even traveling toward it at relativistic speeds, we can only see it for about the last three weeks of our four-and-a-half-year journey. Along the way, we pass Lumen 16, which is a binary system of brown dwarfs, and WISE 0855-0714, a solitary sub-brown dwarf. Neither of these star systems was discovered until the 21st century, so neither was known to the authors of any classic science fiction story. In Carrie Rockwell's 1953 novel, The Space Pioneers, the planet Rold, orbiting Wolf 359, is the site of the first human colony outside our own solar system. The planet has fertile soil and an atmosphere similar to that of Earth, albeit with less oxygen requiring the use of atmosphere booster stations to allow the settlers to grow their own food. The original settlers here arrived in 1,000 ships, 287 of which crashed when attempting to land. The cause of the crashes wasn't known initially, although something about the planet caused their instruments to malfunction. Eventually, the citizens of Rold figured out that the planet had huge deposits of uranium, not the uranium ore found on Earth, but pure metallic uranium that interfered with the instruments on their ships. If we want to land, we'll have to be careful. If you're willing to brave Rold's uranium-induced instrument failure, as well as the gravity, which is 2.7 times what you'd experience back home, you can visit the capital of the colony, Rold City, whose streets are named for the original settlers of the planet. Other than that, there isn't much to see, Rolled City is surrounded by farmland, worked by the settlers who all signed seven-year indenture agreements to come to Rolled. Unless you're interested in seven years of hard labor, this isn't really the place to put down roots. We'll press on with our journey. In many ways, Rockwell's description of the Wolf 359 system is just as bad as the others we've seen. Rockwell repeatedly refers to Wolf 359 itself as a sun star. It's not clear whether the author was just getting paid by the word and found the redundancy financially attractive, or whether the phrase was intended to suggest a star that was in some respect sun-like. If the latter, it's a spectacularly bad description of reality. As I noted up front, 
Wolf 359 is the dimmest star we've visited so far. It's about 9% the mass of the sun, and only about 1 1,000th as bright. We think of the sun as yellow, because when we're able to see it from Earth, most of its bluer light is scattered away. This is why the sky looks blue. But the sun is really more of a neutral white. Not so Wolf 359. This star is noticeably yellow, verging on orange. Like Proxima Centauri, Wolf 359 is also a flare star, bathing any nearby planets in X-rays and gamma rays, making life difficult, if not impossible. Speaking of nearby planets, if we ignore the flare star problem, is there anything like rolled in orbit around Wolf 359? On this point, Rockwell gets surprisingly close. Like Proxima Centauri, Wolf 359 has two known planets, a low-mass planet close to the star and a high-mass planet further out. The bigger planet, Wolf 359b, is about half the mass of Saturn and would need to be over 30 times closer to the star than it is to be habitable. The smaller planet, though, is much more like Rockwell's Rolled. It's about four times the mass of the Earth and probably rocky. With surface gravity estimated at about twice what we experience, it's not too different from the 2.7 Gs Rockwell predicted. Where Wolf 359c departs from Rolled is in its surface temperature. It zips around the star once every 2.7 days, receiving about three times as much light from Wolf 359 as Earth receives from the Sun. That makes the planet's equilibrium temperature more than 100 degrees higher than Earth's. Hot enough to melt sulfur or boil water. To be habitable at all, its orbit would have to be one-third bigger than it actually is. It's really unfortunate that I have to keep saying this, but Wolf 359 is another real-life star that's far less interesting than its fictional counterpart. Maybe we'll have more luck next time. That's all for this episode of Old Stories of New Suns. You can reach me at oldstoriesofnewsuns at gmail.com or on Twitter at sci-fi travelogue. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about the stars we're visiting. I hope you'll join me next time for another old story about another new sun.